You're listening to G-Level Christian Marketplace Leaders, Be Intentional Podcast, with your host, Dr. Cheryl Hill, dedicated to Christians in various spheres of influences, desiring to influence and impact right where they serve. Catch insights and strategies for your practical and spiritual lifestyle. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Hill, and I am so glad to greet you once again. Today, get yourself ready for what God is about to release in your life. We're going to talk about the seven spheres of influence. We're going to discuss its importance to a community, to a country, to a society. And then we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about the Christians who are in the marketplace, who are to be impactful, effective, and proficient in what God has all of us assigned to do. So are you ready? Somebody say, I'm excited. Come on, I can't hear you. I am excited. I am talking to the people that are mayors, governors, presidents, doctors, lawyers, stay-at-home moms, secretaries, and the like. You all have a very valuable position in the marketplace. And if you did not know it, my job is to tell you, to help you understand it. I have had, let's see, over... 20-some years in government. I've pastored for 12 years or more. And God began to do a shifting in me in the late 90s. He began to tell me, I want you in the marketplace. Somebody say market place. I said, God, what is this that you're talking about? I am already pastoring. And God, if I leave pastoring, people will think that I am a fool. How many know that when you serve God truly, that wherever he calls you to, you should be able to go. Let me help you again. You are in the kingdom of God and God will shift and move us wherever we are needed. So here comes my shift, pastoring in the community, doing good deeds and good works. And I loved it, no problem. But God began to show me a role that is very important to him that many Christians were missing. And I'm not saying that I'm the only one that reaches and preaches this message. But for you, I am the one that will reach and preach this message to you that you can understand the value of what God is doing. Again, let me be very clear. The fivefold ministry is very important. Our apostles, our prophets, our evangelists, our teachers, come on somebody, and our prophets, very valuable. We can't get around that. They are, they, many of them that are full-time, God has assigned them to us. So we go into the house of God to be built up, nourished, to gain um, enlightenment of what God speaks to us concerning our gifts. But then those of us who are not fivefold ministers are commissioned into the marketplace. 
Let us define what is the marketplace. It's any place where there is merchandise being exchanged, businesses are being done, um, legislation, rulings, judgments, all of these things are being done. This is what governs us. Again, you cannot get around it being a Christian. No matter how we come and pray, we cannot get around these seven spheres of influences. Meaning, these seven um, influences will affect everything that we do, no matter what. Let's name them. It is the influence of business, education, government, faith, arts and entertainment, education, and the family. It is all important to us. My assignment is to help you understand it in a better way, in a practical way, along with a spiritual way. Somebody say, amen, get excited. I am excited. So let me go here first. Colossians, chapter 3 verse 23 it says and whatsoever you do do it heartedly as unto the lord and not unto men so guess what when we're in the marketplace we are really showcasing the god in us did you hear me the god in us but whatever we do we have to give one thousand percent it doesn't matter if you are the um, person in the mines. It doesn't matter if you're the person sweeping the street. It doesn't matter if you're the president of a country. Whatever you do, do it 1000% and do it unto the Lord. Amen. Somebody say, come on, amen. And not unto men. Let's go one other place. Matthew chapter 10, verse 30. Oh, let me do mm, verse 30 through 32. But the very hairs on your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Whosoever, therefore, shall confess me before men, him will I confess before the Father which is in heaven. What are we saying? God is saying, wherever you are, showcase me. The bottom line, showcase me. You don't always have to say, and Jesus said, and God said. No, showcase his glory. Showcase his justice. Showcase his loving kindness. Showcase his wisdom. I heard this man say one time, you love people until they asked you why. What are they asking you? Why do you do this? Or why do you care about me? And how is it that you know these things? This is the point where you can then release your testimonies. Do you understand? So we're not to go out, hey everybody, I'm a woman of God and I want you to sit down and hear the gospel. You need to be saved, no. Everything that's on the inside of you should exude out of you. You should be so good at what you're doing that people will say that they must have to keep you on, on your job, in your country, whatever that is. Be so good 
at what you're doing. Again, the scripture says, do it with all of your heart, not unto man, but unto God. That is where we are. All right, are you ready? Let's begin to talk about the seven spheres of influence. Again, business, education, government, faith, arts and entertainment, education, and family. Why are they important? I'm going to start with business. This is an area of influence that is key to our society's economic strength. If our businesses are not functioning correctly, no matter what, you can be a Christian, you can be a non-believer, but no matter what and no matter where you live, the economic strength affects how you live. Did you understand me? Small businesses are key. They're vital because it is the small businesses like restaurants, um, sometimes transportation, clothing stores, things like that. It is the small businesses that produces around us. The supermarkets, uh, markets where you buy your groceries, small businesses. Now, guess what? Let's look at this. Businesses, they deal with poverty, health, and everyday life. These, these spheres of influences are very important. So let me ask you, why is it that we, the people of God, are not promoting our business leaders to the point as great marketplace leaders? This is a question that we'll come back to. It is very important that we give and extend ourselves to our marketplace leaders who are in the business arena. Somebody say amen. So let's look at education. Education is very key to a sustained success. Good schools lead to good citizens. It leads to safer communities. Education, it deals with the mind of all people. Educators are needed. Do you understand? Especially Christians who can discern. They can discern history and they also can be in a place to use their prophetic gifts to look over young leaders. Um, if you're in college, to look over um, the older leaders and to speak into their life. Not in the way that we do it in the house of God, but you can always say, oh, Johnny, I see in you great gifts. I see that you're innovative. I see that you um, think in critical terms. I see some things in you and I would encourage you, Johnny, to do this or that. Educators are very important for our young people. Guess what? Let's see. About at least six hours of the day is spent with our educators. Would you say that our educators are important? I would say yes. All right. Let's go to the next one. Let's keep in mind the importance of these influences that when we come to the end of this, we will understand why, set, um, why God says to keep our focus here as well. 
not just in the house of God. So let's look at faith. Faith is the core of everyone. It is your belief system. What you believe is what you receive. Do you understand? What you believe is what you receive. God has a divine plan for all of us that the gospel is heard. The gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Faith also deals with the heart of people. Now, if we do not preach the gospel in practical and spiritual ways, we don't give opportunities to other people to understand and to know the God that we serve. Faith leaders and marketplace leaders, they are both needed. I believe that it both goes hand in hand. We showcase and speak our faith, but we also have to produce and um, productivity, innovation, creativity in the marketplace. So we cannot do without each other. Do you understand? My belief, this is just my belief. I believe that there should be a place and a space in the kingdom that we know of and how we do it present day, where we are ordaining business leaders. We need to have hands laid on them and commission them to go into the marketplace as well. Because what they carry, what they have, what they do is very valuable to the society as a whole. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we, we bring them in. And not only do we just talk, talk in the house of God about the gifts of God, but also about these spheres of influences. I had a friend tell me one time when we were at a um, conference many years ago, and this is where God opened my eyes. This particular guy was an inventor, man of God, man of faith. We were all into the conference. I'm writing notes and I'm so excited. Oh, say God, oh, this is so good. I turn and I look at him and he's not taking notes. And I'm wondering, man, what is wrong with you? He began to tell me, Cheryl, you take notes, but I take it in. And this is the way that he thinks, right? A critical thinker. He is taking it in. He doesn't have to do what I do, take notes. He's taking it in. And then he said something so astounding to me. He said, I'm looking around to see how I can help in this ministry. What can I invent? What can I do? How can I make it easier for things to function here? He also said this one critical thing. He said, I'm not an usher. I cannot be a pastor, a prophet, or any of the fivefold. I don't feel valued in the house of God. No one speaks to what I do. What was he saying? That we were not speaking to what he does in the marketplace. That disturbed me so much. It took days and I'm asking God, what is this about? And God is saying this is true, that these people that are in the marketplace are a part of the body. 
And we must address this part of the body. So even if you're a pastor or an apostle and you don't know about business, you don't know about arts and entertainment, that's not an issue. You bring people in that knows this sphere of influence that can address the people that are in your congregation that are working in business, that are working in arts and entertainment, that are working in the medical community, in whatever that is. I tell pastors to take an evaluation of your congregation. Don't just assume, evaluate who God has placed in your congregation. And in this manner, you will understand what to do with who you have in your hand. Somebody say evaluate. Someone else say assessments are needed in the house of God. So we as faith leaders must also include people that are not fivefold ministers and do not force them into these positions because right where they are, they are valuable and needed. And God knows every hair that's on the head of each and every one of us. And we are positioned for greatness and value right where we are. All right, somebody say amen. Amen. So let's look at arts and entertainment. What am I speaking of? I'm speaking of movies, plays, television. I'm speaking of people who write books. I'm speaking of those types of fields. Why is this important? These arenas, they deal with the eyes and the ear gates of people. Many of us around the world who are Christians, we say, oh, we don't want to be in the house of God and be in arts and entertainment too. My question is, why not? If we're to influence, why shouldn't we be in the arts and entertainment arena? Because whatsoever gets in the ears and the eyes of people, that's what they will do. If you will notice many years ago when um, movies became R-rated, when they began, began to, um, I guess, illustrate violence, what began to happen? The crime rate went up. Do you understand? So if we have Christians that are producing quality movies, I'm not saying churchy movies, but things that are practical, that make sense, that addresses the family, that addresses even things that are going on, but do it in a way that's practical, in a way that expresses what is going on, and then give a spiritual answer to it. What do you think will happen to the people that listen? Many times we, the people of God in arts and entertainment, the quality of what we do does not attract others. Did you hear me? So we have to reassess our quality of what we're doing. We don't have to have salacious materials when we're talking about a husband or a wife. We don't have to have cussing, cursing, whatever that is, that language, to get over 
um, in the movie or the uh, whatever we're doing play that we might be angry. There are ways to express what anybody, Christian or non-believers, experience, but it needs to be of quality. Do you understand? All right. What we take in is what we become. And this area of influence, arts and entertainment, it is really important. Do you hear and understand what I'm saying? It is the gates to people. So many times we find that um, people have come from the church and weren't accepted and they went out into the marketplace to do arts and entertainment without covering and backing. And so therefore they got caught up in many things and they began to lose their way, to lose their faith, to get caught up in drugs or other types of things that did not glorify God. But I have to say that is due to us as Christians not understanding the importance and the abilities and the perspectives of life that um, the people that were in our congregation had. We were responsible to care for them, to also be a place where they could come, that we, they could be listened to. And I think we, the people of God, we missed it. Somebody say right here, amen. We missed it. I believe that in this move of God, that we are paying more attention to these arenas of influence. Amen. Let us look at media. Media represents how things are important. A good media outlet will be fair and they will be just. Why is it that we, the people of God, are not in this arena? Why is it we, the people of God, do not allow or do not, um, what do I want to say? We do not focus on those that are in our congregation to say it's okay, but there should be a fairness and a justness in what you do. The media can be there to provide holistic perspectives of things that are current, things that matter. The media is important for the same reasons that arts and entertainment is important. Whatever a person takes in, they will believe and truth matters. So for these reasons, it is important for us to make the assessment of who God has sent to our congregation. Somebody say, amen. I get it. Say, I get it. I get it. I get it. Let's go on to government. This is a biggie. No matter who you are, what you do, we are all subjected to policies. We are all subjected to the law. Somebody get that. We are all subjected to the law, whether we like the law or we don't like the law. When I worked for the government of my state, and I also worked um, with, with, not in, the White House, and I also worked with embassies, one thing I found out about the people of God, most of the time, we are not at the table of planning 
Why is this? Why am I saying this? Because before a law is enacted, it has to be heard. It has to be tested. The public has to know about it. That is for, um, I'm speaking of the United States, where I am from. But how do you have an ear to hear, we the people of God, and say that we are not, um, what is the word that they say, that we should not be involved in government? Especially when the government rules over us. One of the strongest things that um, we in the United States had to battle with is the same-sex marriage. I was in office at that time working for the government. But what I did not see is Christians who stood up strongly against it. Therefore, one of the governors that I worked with, he understood the need need for the faith-based community, he went and sought out two faith leaders, men, that say, said that they were men of God and asked them to stand with him on same-sex marriage. But what people didn't know behind the scenes, the governor said that I would appoint you to a position and give you money if you would stand with me concerning this. What am I saying? This governor even knew that he could not make a move without the people of God. And he went in a roundabout way to pull a couple of people in to agree with him. And now it is policy over our state and many of the states in the United States for the same sex marriage. What am I saying? Those people that are in your congregation, just like the people that are in business, arts and entertainment and media, should be taught. You should bring people in to help them understand the impact of what um, arenas they're in and to raise them up not to be religious, but to be in the kingdom of God and walk in faith and understanding in the marketplace. Again, I say that we, the people of God, we missed it. I declare that in this hour, we will not miss the move of God in these arenas. In order to have a strong uh, community or country, these things are needed. So, governors, presidents, they're needed. One thing about it, when you find a Christian person in government and in leadership, most of the time we think that they should be saying, oh, I praise God and I do nothing else but God. But guess what? This is true. But they are the people, they are leadership over all people, no matter what their faith is. So sometimes when you do not see them speaking up, that doesn't mean behind the closed doors that they don't worship and get counsel concerning godliness for their country or their state or whatever jurisdiction that they're ruling over. I have had the honor and the opportunity to minister to ambassadors. Where did I do it? One ambassador 
um, he called people from different embassies to his house to have worship service and prayer meetings. But guess what? Nobody knew about that. It wasn't for the public to know. You don't know how God moves in the life of leadership. This is why discernment has to come in. There are many men and women there that love God in this area of influence and that seek God with their whole heart. I just wanted, for whoever is listening, I wanted you all to know that God does do things behind closed doors. So continue to pray for your leaders. Amen. All right, let's look at the family. Why is the family important? Again, when we talk about same-sex marriage, the family is being broken down so that the family doesn't, um, what do you, uh, procreate. The family is not husband and wife and child. It becomes something else that is skewed, that God is not in favor of. But the family is important. Now, you find all types of things going on with the family these days. I contributed to also media, arts and entertainment, eye gate, ear gate. So we find a lot of people who have um, single, um, the head of the household is the mom. We find a lot of divorces going on. We find a whole lot of things. But we, the church, have not been guarding and speaking to the family. We have not been speaking to being equally yoked. We have not been speaking to the power of the husband, the wife, and the child. Again, I say, our fault. These seven spheres of influence makes a difference in a community and in a country. We need to focus on these influences so that we can understand and know things. We need to keep up with what the government is doing more so. I think we need to be a part of it. I had the opportunity to go around to most of the faith um, organizations and ministries in my state. I did find one ministry that I thought was superb. Why? They had all of the things that were needed for the people in the house of God for um, ministry purposes. But they also created an arm of their ministry for government relations. I was so proud and honored about that because they kept up with laws that were coming on the books. They kept up with who was in there and they had a voice in the community. My prayer today for you all is that you come into the understanding of the influences that will affect you and your family and your ministries no matter what. What are they again? Let's take a look. It is business. It deals with your economy. Education. It deals with where people will go. You can educate a child now to be a leader for tomorrow. You can let them travel in education before they travel by foot, by plane, by um, car. Education 
is important for knowledge. Government, very important. No matter who you are, what you do, the government policies has jurisdiction over you, your family, and ministry. Faith, faith leaders are important. Why? One congregation, one mega ministry can shut down a state or a town. Why? You can say, for example, all right, we need to negotiate property in our city or state. And if no one really comes to the table to assist you, you can say, everybody that banks at such and such bank, we're going to close out all of our accounts. Now you have influence. Faith leaders are very influential if you know what to do and how to care for your congregation. Arts and entertainment, again, eye gates, ear gate, whatever you take in, you will believe and you will do. The family, marriage is important for a legacy. All of these things to you are important. What is your homework? I want you all, all of you, to begin to set aside some time. Number one, research where you live, your community, and go and see what you have missed. Then find out whatever area of influence that God is leading you to, how you can get more involved, how you can help build your ministry, not in souls alone, but in influence and impact. Wherever God has you geographical, God wants you to impact everything that's around you. That means housing. That means families. That means your youth. That means um, your farmers, If you know, agriculture, if this is where you live. What can you do more now that you know more? What can you do more concerning the call of God that's on your life? All of these are important. They have a value. All of the seven influences are, are um, areas that you cannot get around. To you business leaders, I pray that you have innovations, creativities, and you discern timing. That your financial intelligence is very well. It's good in Jesus' name. Educators, I thank God for you all because you spend the time with our young leaders. Moms, dads, if you're in a broken home, whatever you need to do to mend a relationship. I'm not saying that you have to uh, remarry, but make sure that there is cohesiveness in your family. Come on, media. If you're in the media, speak truth. Speak truth. Desire to be truthful no matter what is going on. So, Father, I just thank you for the men and women of God whose eyes and ears have been enlightened today, God, that you will do a quick and a powerful work in them, no matter where they are at the highest realm of influence or even as you are having some to be farmers. God, I thank you, God, that you would expand their territory, touch their finances, create um, several 
um, flows of income for each and every one that I'm speaking to. God, I thank you that you will speak to each and every person under the sound of my voice that they would know their value and their influence. Again, I am excited. I pray that you stay in a place of excitement in God, that you experience encounters beyond anything that you've ever known with God, your Father. Now go out and listen, the harvest is plentiful, but guess what? The laborers are few. Will you go out and impact like never before in Jesus' name? No your value. Amen. What an excellent, excellent day. Amen. Thank you for listening to G Level Be Intentional podcast. You can subscribe and share any episode wherever you get your podcast. You can connect with G Level by email at glevelmktplace at gmail.com. Until next time, influence and impact right where you are. Thanks for listening.